Hey, 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 everybody. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Talk Cash or Don't Speak podcast. I'm your host, John Odebo, also known as Johnny Debs. Hope you're ready for today's episode. Let's get it. People, you are tuned into a rant-style personal finance podcast. If you're looking for someone to get in your face about personal finance and investing topics, I'm definitely your guy. The motto on this show is talk cash or don't speak. Hey, 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 everybody. What is going on? John Odebo, Johnny Debs, back in the flesh. I appreciate your guys' patience. Right? If you're listening today, we took a little hiatus. Took like a month off here. A little mid-year, mid-season break. Got to rest the vocal cords. Come back with that energy for you guys. Um, come back with that energy. Come back with some great ideas for content and for episodes. And I, I think we got a good one here. Um, today's episode, I have a special guest. His name is Kevin. He started a company called Casey Capital. I'm super excited because he is based in the UK. So if you know me, you know I was born in the UK. Um, but I spend this time talking about personal finance, very centric towards the U.S. And that's because I live here and that's uh, a little closer to home, a little easier to study. I think, I think that makes sense, right? We can, we can all appreciate that. But to be able to get someone from across the pond, get his thoughts on kind of the same stuff, just, just different perspective in the U.K., I love that. Um, that's, that's what we're trying to do here, right? We're global. Young Johnny's global over here, all right? So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Kevin and I kind of talk about some of the differences between the U.S. and the U.K. in personal finance um, in terms of like actually how to go about logistically investing and, and getting the, the path to financial freedom started. But then also like the mindset and uh, consumer sentiment, I guess you could argue, about the differences there too. A lot of the, lot of the complaints and things that we have going on here in the U.S., are also going on in the UK, which is all the more reason to grab a hold of your finances and and control your journey and and be in control of your destiny, right? Because no one else is coming to save you. So I appreciate you guys tuning in today. You know where to find me at Talk Cash Pod on all social media. Go give us a follow on TikTok. And Kevin is at KC Capital underscore ltd on all social media there really fun episode here we're gonna dig into it and i hope you enjoy if you're in the u.s i hope you learn something about uh, living abroad because i know a lot of people right now are considering like where they would want to live europe or um, south america a lot, lot of different options right now with the whole work from home phenomena we are no longer necessarily tied stateside, depending on what you do. So a lot of people are trying to explore their options. Well, I'm going to give you some insight today. Kevin's going to give you some insight today on what you can expect if you were to look at the UK, for example. And most importantly for my UK followers, I know you're out there. Enjoy. Learn something very centric to you today. Let's get some feedback going. Share with a friend. Let's build that financial literacy abroad. 
And I want you in the UK saying, talk casual, don't speak too. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Another episode. Great interview here. Johnny and Kevin coming up. Cool. Well, Kevin, I mean, I'm super excited to have you on uh, because I am super ignorant myself on anything about personal finance in England, my homeland, right? So I'm glad that we could connect. I love that you reached out and kind of looking forward to having this discussion about personal finance, right? And investing and, and the mission that we both kind of set on here. Um, I'd, I'd love to kind of just hear a little bit about you and, and maybe your intro and kind of, kind of give the fans, the listeners a little taste of Kevin and KC Capital. Yeah, for sure. And thanks for having me. I'm, I'm glad to be here as well. And I think it's going to be a bit of a learning experience for both of us, to be <laughs> honest, because I'm a little ignorant myself when it comes to the US stuff. I think yeah. like there's so much to cover here that even touching on the US stuff is like a whole extra thing for me. I'm sure it's the same for you. Yeah, yeah, I feel um, you. Well, yeah, in terms of myself and KCT Capital, so how that all started basically is I've been, since like university, I've basically been working in a Swiss investment bank in okay. wealth management for about five, six years with little breaks in between. Awesome. Um, so like wealth management in a bank like that, you're basically helping to manage the super, super high net worth clients money, which is a lot different in terms of personal finance to the likes of the average investor or the average person. Yeah. Um, and I think with Casey Capital, I just kind of realized that over here in particular and where I'm originally from Ireland, Mm-hmm. There's there is a serious lack of like edu- education around personal finance investing. Some of the basics that I knew, I just realized a lot of people didn't know the really basic stuff. Yeah, and I just thought you know it's it's actually like a good idea and good of me to maybe try and help some lesser wealthy people get their finances in order instead of like these super super rich people for once, you know. Yeah, dude, one hundred percent. I feel that. Um, so you're in London right now, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've been living in London for yeah, the bones of five, six years. Okay. Where about whereabouts are you based? I am in Denver, Colorado. So kind of right in the middle of the U.S., right by the mountains, two oh, hours nice. away from from skiing every weekend. It's pretty nice in the winter, and then in the summer, people go hiking and camping. Not me though. <laughs> you will not, <laughs> not catch me uh, camping. I've heard some good stuff about Colorado, actually. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. People are moving here like by the boatload over the last couple of years. I moved here three years ago before that I lived in Florida. I'm sure you've heard some amazing things about Florida too. <laughs> oh, you're that Florida guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what they call me here. They're like, wow, you're crazy like all the Florida people. In Florida, I was one of the normal ones. <laughs> I can imagine you, you're extremely normal for Florida. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But um, so wait, real quick. I didn't realize you were from Ireland. What's uh, what's your favorite football team? Are you do you have one over back home, or do you have one in the in the UK now? Yeah. So when you you say football, you mean? Oh, I mean soccer, my man. Yeah. Okay. Good. Because <laughs> <laughs> there is that cultural difference. Um, I'm a United supporter, Manchester United. Okay. Cool. So, my my dad is too. Yeah. Yeah, like in Ireland, if you're not aware, for the most part, you're either United or you're Liverpool, basically. <laughs> oh, okay. That's interesting. That makes sense. Have you been to Old Trafford? 
Yeah, yeah, I need to go more to be honest, but times are not so good anymore for us. So it's not. Hey, you, you get cheap tickets right now. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You guys got to fund the, uh, what is it? Frankie DeJong transfer. So you, you need to go and you need to pay your ticket prices and, and help the team get them. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. I mean, they, to be honest, they don't really drop the ticket prices when the likes of Ronaldo comes. <laughs> of course not. That makes sense. <laughs> Do you, do you follow it at all yourself? Or? Yeah, I watch every weekend. Um, I, we get like three or four games usually um, mm. shown here in the U.S. Uh, my favorite team is Reading. So I told you I was born down in That's Slough. Random. And then Reading is like, well, Slough is right between like Chelsea, like South London type teams. And then Reading and, um, and then Brentford is right around there too. Mm. And um, I think I really fell in love with Reading when they were, in, they were making that run up to the Premier League a couple of years ago. And then, like many of my favorite sports teams, they peaked then, and it hasn't been the same. <laughs> now we got some own financial trouble of our own. We could, yeah, could use some uh, personal finance help right now. Yeah, honestly, you need to come to the rescue. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, real quick, you work in wealth management. Have you ever heard of the show Industry? I haven't actually. No. Okay, it's on HBO. It's okay. Uh, yeah, so we don't get that so much over here. Oh, really? I thought it was. I thought it was shown there um so we i think certain providers will have it basically but a lot of the time gotcha. you have to pay you have to just pay that extra fee or whatever gotcha there's this yeah, show tell, tell it's about, about um like interns in their first year in wealth management in like a big bank there in london and mm. i thought it was really cool because we have like loads of shows where people talk about that on wall street but like again this is the first time really seeing things from like the british perspective there in london which is also mm. i mean what london hong kong new york three biggest financial centers in the world right there so it's nice to get a pr different perspective for once yeah for sure i can imagine even myself like coming from ireland it was a massive culture shock especially because i went i came over particularly for an internship okay um so it was and that was like straight from university so i think i can imagine i might must check that show out to be honest yeah, dude. Yeah, that that's it's made off of your life, low key. <laughs> <laughs> low key, to be fair, it is. So what? Um, yeah, talk to me a little bit about like, I mean, I love that you you started. You're like, hey, I'm helping really wealthy people with their money, but I might as well help some people with you know your average Joes, average uh, people walking the street. Um, how did you get into that, and what um what really kind of got you into it so much that you create a website, you create a consulting business, all based off that. Yeah, so I think, like, I was obviously, like I said, like I said, I have been helping this the ultra rich for a long time, but um, I think as well from my own perspective and my own money management situation, I think that was a big driver for me because mm -hmm. once I started to have more money myself and figuring out myself what to do with it from like again kind of the ground up as opposed to these people that are already fully set. Mm -hmm. It was obviously like a learning experience and there's tons of pitfalls that I think everyone goes through. Oh yeah. And you can like, there's losses along the way, which people don't often realize, um, but they're pretty much guaranteed. And I think helping people, and, and actually it was more the fact that I was kind of shocked myself that we're not taught any of this stuff, but also yeah, man. when I came across some of the stuff that I try and kind of help people with, I was like, I didn't know this myself for like the longest time. So mm -hmm. I just, and I don't see a lot of the stuff out there that I kind of 
kind of try and show people so it just really made me realize like there is a need for this and there is like a space here yeah and it's good to see people like yourself doing doing similar things you know in a different place yeah dude i i agree i think that was the big call for me it's like you know i liked talking about money um i was lucky enough to have a class in school about it uh back in high school and then when i went to college i just knew i wanted to make a lot of money so i was always interested in talking about it but i feel like most people actually shy away from the topic. Most people shy away from the discussion. And then that leads them down those pitfalls that you were mentioning there because they just don't know better, right? Like no one, no one told them things. And then they're not really asking their friends like, hey, are you, I don't know, are you buying a car? Like what, what interest rate are you buying a car at? How are you affording that, right? No one wants to talk about that. And so people kind of end up feeling super alone and, and screwed, so, so to speak. Yeah, no, that's true. And I think like, it's like you say, speaking about money, a lot of the time people have like an almost negative connotation with speaking about money. Like yeah. you might be bragging or you're just obsessed with obsessed with money. <laughs> but it's like what people don't seem to consider then is that like money is an enabler for you to live whatever kind of life you want, you know. Yeah. Even if even if you're not trying to do anything too crazy, you still are gonna need it, especially in times like this where inflation everywhere is going nuts and yeah it's, it's unavoidable and you might as well put yourself into a position where you don't have to think about it so much if you don't want to you know 100 yeah i mean actually you guys have inflation going on right now kind of worse than uh, us in the u.s i think i think i read that you guys are up there above like 10 percent or so is that is that right uh 9.1 percent as yeah. of okay. july i think so close enough it is yeah, you guys are dealing with it too man. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's hard out here and um yeah so i mean when when you think about like helping people what's your what's your like goal long term and what um and what resources do you have out there for for people right now yeah so i mean in terms of resources at the moment i'm still working on a lot of my like offerings basically because obviously mm -hmm. i'm what i'm doing right now is alongside my current job in the yeah. bank so it's a bit of a juggling act but yeah I feel that and I kind of also just jumped in start of the year sort of thing okay without, without any real plan so I did have to kind of take a step back and kind of say okay this is what I'm trying to do with this yeah um so right now I either do calls so one-to-one -one sort of mentorship consultations mm -hmm. and it, it depends some people just want a specific some something out of me otherwise they want to learn like from bottom up in which case i'll do like bundle deals and things okay and the only other offering really currently is a patreon are you familiar with that yeah yeah actually a lot of podcasters use that to kind of put extra content out there and such yeah what, what sure. are you doing on patreon so this is the thing like it's a kind of an unusual one for a lot of people the way I'm kind of doing it, but a lot of articles and podcasts alongside with just explaining from the bottom up in a financial point of view, like how to set yourself the foundations for investing and then yeah. detailing a lot of information about my investments and how I, um, how I invest. And cool. it's like, it kind of works because it's like I think nowadays a lot of the time with younger people in particular who who need to know about this stuff from the ground up, mm -hmm. they don't want to speak to <laughs> someone in real life. You know, yeah, what I mean? they I just want to consume that, yeah. digital content. Mm -hmm. So this is like a cheap subscription membership. 
Mm-hmm. They can sign up as they choose. They don't need to actually interact with anybody and they're getting the information that they kind of need. Yeah. And they can go through it at their own pace a little bit too, or is it like live? No, exactly. Yeah. So it, it's all there as a backlog. So like, I think cool. as it goes on as well, it becomes almost like a library of information. So it gets more appealing as you go on as well, which is good. That's awesome. What about you? What sort of? Yeah. So I, it's funny. We're actually coming in on the two year anniversary of me starting the podcast. Um, And like you, I just jumped in and I had no real plan. I was recording with like the headset they gave me at work. Uh, And then slowly but surely I was like, okay, let me upgrade this. Let me do this differently. But um, yeah, I mean, my friends were like, yo, you are really in people's faces about personal finance and investing, but like, maybe you need to put it out there more to broader people. And so I started the podcast and again, not really knowing what I wanted to do with it or what would happen with it. And then over like the last year or two, it's really taken off in the sense that people are actually reaching out to me now and like, Hey, what's your thoughts on this? Um, can you cover this on the podcast? And I really didn't expect that to begin with at first. I thought I would just be me rambling to myself, which I'm totally okay with (laughs) to make it clear. But, um, then people are like actually asking me for like, yo, I'm, I'm dealing with these two stocks. Like, should I sell? Should I not? And I'm not really like qualified like you to give personal uh, finance or investing advice. Like I don't, my degree is in psychology and then biology. I want to be a doctor, <laughs> so, which I'm not. But anyway, um, so when I got into talking to people about it, I'm just trying to talk to them from like my point of perspective. Right. And that's why I haven't really been like charging for one-on-ones or anything so far. I've more just been taking the questions and the types of uh, advice that people ask for, and then using that as content for the podcast and, and getting re- give, giving people a reason to keep tuning in because hopefully the questions that are coming out become more and more relatable. Uh, and then also I love just getting other entrepreneurs, other people who are doing similar things on because I just don't, I think we have this huge like barrier to entry to, to, to starting a business on your own. And it's not that big of a deal. It's um, you can kind of just start and, and figure things out as you go. And I wish more people would do that. Like you have an idea, just run with it um, and figure out the rest, figure it out if it's even a good idea. Like, does anybody even care about this product, this business, whatever you wanted to start? So I think um, just trying to be really loud about that. Uh, I'm starting for the two year anniversary. I'm getting some merchandise out too, which is going to be fun. Um, hopefully with that. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm actually working on a, a house right now. I'm, I'm, I just bought a house. So I'm working on closing on that to hopefully Airbnb that out. And, um, and kind good. of like house hack, which is like living for free, basically having the Airbnb pay the whole mortgage. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be like, that'll be stressful and, and keeping me busy for the next probably six months or so. But I'm, I'm really excited about that right now. No, that's awesome. And I think like with the podcast, you were you're going down the right route there because like if you started two years ago you were a little bit ahead of the game in the sense that like a lot of podcasts is becoming like the next big big yeah. thing for this sort of stuff I think and um, no that's good but just for the record I also am not technically regulated to give financial advice okay so <laughs> not unless so, it's to it's through through your yeah company. my company right? so yeah, my company is obviously regulated and then uh the the bank that i work for and myself i have considered like financial regulation over here Mm -hmm. the issue basically that i have is that when you get authorized by the fca over here which is the financial authority 
you can only really speak about certain things and in certain ways. And okay. it just does kind of limit what you can actually help people with. So for, for example, like the likes of cryptocurrency, a lot of a lot of the like property loans and stuff that I find are like key yeah. parts of my investment portfolio are not things that I would even be able to really help people with. Really? Okay. And nowadays, a lot of the people that are quite big in the finance space in terms of like content creation and things are not actually financially regulated. So right. I just, I make it clear to everyone that look, this is from my experience yeah. and like what I have fully learned and, and <clears throat> researched myself. But at the end of the day, like if you are unsure at all, you should consult like an actual regular actual professional, advisor, do your own research. Yeah. yeah I just won't tell you a lot of the stuff that I try to help people with basically. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's like, there's the gray area, right? Where it's like, eh, can someone tell you what to do? Technically, yes. Mm. Should they? No, because then they're taking on a lot of risk and liability. But when we're like, this is what I would do, you know, that's that's kind of what people are looking for. They just want someone to like guide them and be like, yo, am I crazy for thinking about this? Some, something like that, right? Um, exactly. You're giving someone a platform as to do their own research from there. It's yeah. almost just like, a, this exists. Exactly. You should look into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but congrats on the house. That's that's awesome. One service accommodation is is one of the ways to go. I think definitely. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I'm I'm really excited about it. Hoping to just, I mean, rent is like fifteen hundred dollars a month for me. So that's like that'd be a really nice amount to just eliminate there. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, if you if you're going on holidays and you're paying for an Airbnb, I'm not sure about like Colorado, for example. But like you'd spend two hundred pounds in two nights or a night over here. Yeah. So it should be easy. It should be very achievable to rack that up. I reckon. I, at least. I, I agree. Yeah, I'm looking at like anywhere from 150 to 250 a night here because we we got the mountains and it's a good it's a good destination. Um, yeah, nice. yeah, if you got the skiing and stuff as well, that makes sense. <laughs> exactly. Big draw. Big draw. Draw for the tourist. <laughs> what What do you think? Like, if you tap into like, how, how old are you, Kevin? 28. 28. Okay, perfect. I just turned 29 in April. Um, when you think about your peers that aren't in finance. What do you think the typical mindset is in, in the UK of like people walking down the street when it comes to money, investing, saving money, and then like retiring eventually? I th- it, do, it does vary, but I think for the most part, like most people haven't like started or don't really think it's possible for them. That's so, so sad. Especially the investing side of things, you know, everyone... Yeah. Like I think, especially in Ireland anyway, uh, growing up, it was always like save, save, save. Mm-hmm. The goal was literally just to save your money. Gotcha. But if you, if you save all your money and then you spend it on a holiday at the end of the year, you're still left with nothing, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think from my, from my experiences with the calls and stuff, a lot of people that come to me are just, they start the call and they're like, by the way, I know absolutely nothing about finance and investing and all yeah. of this. And like, that's why you're here and you're at yeah. least starting to learn. And that's the, that's the main thing is that you're at least trying. You know? I love that. Yeah. How, do, how are they, do you ever ask them like how they found you? Is it just from like scrolling on Instagram or like searching personal finance on like uh, the internet or how, how are people finding you? So initially it was a lot of like word of, word of mouth, to be honest. So okay. 
there would have been people that I, I just knew who wanted to get started. And then when they obviously had good experiences, they'd pass it on to other people. And then there's my accountant who's referred me a lot of her clients. And, nice. and yeah, the social media side of it now has started to kind of get there. Yeah. But actually, funnily enough, one of my main platforms, and mm-hmm. then I get a lot of people from it, is Snapchat. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Everyone I would never from... have thought of Snapchat over like TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Fate. Every... Snapchat's way down on that list. What are you, what are you doing on Snapchat? <laughs> this is the thing. And that is everyone's reaction. And that was initially my reaction <laughs> as well. As a 28-year-old man, I was like, Snapchat? What, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But there is a surprising following of people on Snapchat. Um, and mine has grown a couple of thousand in like two, three months. That's awesome. And the best part about it is, is that generally it's younger people. And for some sure. reason, they're super engaging and they really are trying to like learn about this sort of stuff. Like you asked me kind of what the general perception from the average person in walking down the street is like what I found from like the Snapchat audience is that like they are even though they're a lot of them are younger, they're way ahead of the game and they're really trying to learn about investing in finance nice. and stuff, which is good to see, to be fair, because my kind of age group, I think, is a bit set in their ways a little bit. Yeah. And not, not so much like I think they're almost afraid a lot of the time to invest because they're like they see all the headlines. And yeah, what if they lose it? Money. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And. I think it's one one of the things I'm trying to do is like trying to explain to people that you're going to lose your money either way, whether it's inflation, holidays, right. or something else. So it's, you may as well be investing with the chance for good returns. I love that. I agree. Yeah. And how, um, how about over there though? I'm curious to know is it is it a similar sort of mindset over there? Or? So I see like a like a slight shift here with the generations, like you're talking about actually. The generation I would say below us, because we're what millennials, I guess, mm. and below us is Gen Z. The the Gen Z folks are like, I don't want to work. So therefore, instead of just saying I don't want to work and like just living off like nothing, they're actually like, how do I get creative and find a different way to not have to work? Whether that's creating a business, creating content for a living, going on TikTok and getting a million followers there. But the nice thing that I like to see is that like even the people who go on YouTube, go on TikTok and do like comedy videos, right? You'd never believe that they're doing well, but they have to think about how much they're making, how much they need to live a lot more than someone who just went to school, got a job after school, and they go home every day after work, they eat their dinner, they watch their Netflix, and they go to sleep. So I think, yeah. again, I'm actually with you. People our age, um, I think it's like 50-50 for me. I, I see a lot of people in my, that my age group that are that are eager to do more, know they should do more, but don't even know where to start. And then that fear of not knowing where to start stops them from doing anything until they think they're ready, right? Like, um, and I hate that like idea of having to be ready. Like I, I, I tell people like, if you have $20 to invest, put that in the stock market and watch what happens with it, right? Then you're not missing out on meals for a couple months, but like you can at least see now that 20 has grown to 22, right? So like now you're feeling the growth and that's what's really gonna, that's what gets people addicted right there. Like that, that growth and actually seeing your money grow without you doing anything uh, other than maybe a little bit of research up front. So I think our generation, the generation below, same here in the US, like starting to get more into it and involved and starting to realize that this is a bit of an issue. Um, but 
the generation above me, which is what, like 45 to 60, I think, or something like that. Like those people, mm. they're at the point where they're, they're, they're kind of concerned, but again, they are worried that it's too late to do anything about it. Um, which I don't think it is. I think you can set a really aggressive investing plan or retirement plan and just focus on that for 10 years and hopefully make up for a couple of years of negligence there. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's, that's a good point actually, is that like, when it comes to this stuff, like it's never too late or too early to start thinking about like your finances, even if it is just the basics, you know, you don't have to be going out and investing into random cryptocurrencies that you have no idea yeah. about. Just stick to the stuff that's simple and you can understand. Yep. But like get your budgeting correct, get your emergency fund going and yeah, then start thinking about there. putting some money into something, you know? So what, what like platforms do you use to invest there? Um, like, uh, is, I don't know, is it, can you go through Barclays? Like, or what, are, what, what, how can people start putting money away to invest in the UK? Well, so we have Vanguard as well, by the way. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. Vanguard was over there. That's awesome. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So UK wise, that is probably still one of the biggest. Um, Cause we, what we have over here in terms of like, if you wanted to invest in the stock market, but from like an index fund yeah. sort of standpoint is something called an ISA, okay, which is an investment savings account. I think it's somewhat similar to like a, a Roth IRA. Okay. So I don't actually know what that is. A Roth IRA <laughs> is like after taxes. Like I get my paycheck and I, I take in the taxes out on that. And then I put that separately into an investment portfolio that like grows tax-free. And it's an investment uh, account so, or okay, a retirement yeah. account. So quite similar then basically. It's just a savings account that you can invest via, but anything that comes out of it up to 20 grand per year is tax-free as well. So oh, Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. so I, I use Vanguard uh, mostly for that. There's a lot of options like free share. I'm not sure if you, you have that. You guys have that, but I haven't heard of that either. What is that? Yeah. Is that another platform? Very similar. Uh, okay. Well, it's like call free share. You when you join or you send your link to someone, they get a free share, you get a free share up to like nice. 200 pounds sort of thing. So. That's like the Robin Hood. The Robin Hood of England. Do you know what Robin Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have we have we have that as well. Okay, okay. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, I mean, because I, I have friends over there in the UK and I, I just worry. I don't know because like a lot of my advice is very US centric just because I don't mm. really know what's going on over there. I love mm. that. Um, so if you're listening in the UK, first of all, Kevin, where can people follow you and, and, and chat with you at? Yeah, so, well, I've got my website, www.kccapital.co.uk. But to be honest, I'm on pretty much every social media. So Instagram, kccapital underscore LTD. And that's probably my main method, I would say. Most people have Instagram at this point, so that's probably the easiest. So but... if you're in the UK listening, first of all, go follow Kevin. Kevin <laughs> at KZ Capital. Go to check out the website. I like the website, by the way. I need to get a website up. I am slacking there. Um, and sure. then I can help you out with that, to be honest. I made that one myself. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm working through that right now to, to try to get the merchandise and everything launched. But And then second of all, go start an ISA. If you don't have an ISA already, go do it right now. I'm not going to call you an idiot if you're in the UK and, not, and don't have one. But after you've listened to this, if you don't take the steps to go and get an ISA started, what, what the hell are you doing? Just open the account. Because I'm imagining there's no minimum that you have to put in the account right away when you start it, right? 
Yeah, it depends on the broker, of course. But okay. for example, with the free share, like anyone goes onto my page, you'll see in the referrals slash free highlights. There's a bunch of stuff there that you can literally start for nothing oh. and it'll give you money pretty much straight away. Even if you literally open this free free trade account, you'll get a free share up to 200 pounds. You can That's sell awesome. it and withdraw it straight away, even if you don't want to get started. Which exactly. Boom. I think it's a good it's a good way to people to get started, is the thing. A share of BP or HSBC or Barclays or Shell or whatever is sitting waiting. And I only just listed British companies there, but I'm sure they can get any share, but there's maybe a share of Apple is sitting right now waiting for you. You just got to go to Kevin's page and then, and then check it out there. Um, but yeah, dude, that's, um, I, so is the ISA the typical go-to retirement account for people there in the UK? So this is the thing, right? There's, there's very similar offerings that are specifically for retirement. Yeah. So okay. via via Vanguard, you can invest in like retirement funds essentially, or there's another option which is like a self invest invested pension. Okay. And uh, so that that if you're if you're thinking about retirement, that that's probably more your better option because you'll get a lot a lot of tax relief as well as like tax free growth. Okay. Um, but I think just in terms of like starting place, in terms of actual investing, the ISA is kind of the one that it's simple enough to understand. You can invest in index funds like the S&P 500. So you don't need to be researching a load. You can yeah. literally just kind of just get started with a small VTI, VTSAX, something like that. Yeah, it's not exactly. hard. It's not rocket science. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think it's kind of like the go-to and one thing as well with investing like i actually got my tax return the other day and mm-hmm. it was sad to see to be honest so i think why why was it, what was sad about it uh just the amount deducted was very oh, very yeah. very sad what, what is the, the the taxes are higher there but like i tell people in the us typically like 20 20 or 23% on the lower end um, and then like on the high end, it's like 35% of investments. But is that is that about average there or is it is it different? So for my, for the lower end here, I think it is around that 20, 25% maybe. Okay. Um, but that's like something like under 12K per year kind of thing. If you're and earning then, under 12K or if you like made yeah. less than that in gains of like investments? Yeah, earning, earning. So okay. if, we're talking, if we're talking like income tax, I think capital gains tax overall is like 20% to 40%, depending on okay. the investment. How long but, you hold it and everything, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But uh, in terms of income tax, like the lowest tier is like 25%, I think. Okay. And then the higher tier is like 45%, which is outrageous, really. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, but... Like, it's just more of a reason that, like, when it comes to investing, like, you have to be thinking in terms of tax efficiency, you know? Yeah. There's no point you investing all your money and creating a load of money just yeah. for them to take half of it, you know? So you do. That's why the ISA is so appealing, I think. And, and get the accountant going so you can be efficient. And I'm sure there's some tax loopholes and, and some ways to work around that to, to lower the taxable income. Awesome. Well, yeah. I have my most recent post on the Patreon, actually, is is a bunch of ways to pay less tax essentially. Perfect. I love that. Yeah. I think, I think that's important for everybody because at the end of the day, you worked hard for that money. Like 
try to keep as much, if you can like dump it into an asset and then at the end of the year, you're like paying 10, 10,000 pounds or $10,000 less just because you bought an asset that might appreciate over time. What are we talking about? Right? Like that's a no brainer. For sure. Also, I think I'm getting a notification here saying we've got remaining meeting time. One minute. I don't know. Yeah, I got that. I got that too. Um, all right. What, what, as a quick wrap up, what's next for you and Kevin and, and Casey capital? Well, I think once I finish up on my job in a month, uh, I'm going to be going into this a lot more full time. So everyone will be seeing a lot more content from me on all the awesome. social medias. And I'm looking to produce some courses as well, because even with the Patreon and consultations, something I get from people a lot is like, do you have a course or a video on this? Nice. I'm going to start doing a lot of more webinars and courses and things. So hopefully see a bit of that from me soon. Dude, I look forward to seeing all that. That's awesome. I think I think there is a huge appetite in the market for the for the courses. Yeah, for sure. It's the digital content is is kind of the one going forward. I think because people just want to consume something online as opposed to in person nowadays. Absolutely, dude. Well, Kevin, this was great. Hey, 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 everybody! What is going on? John Odebo, Johnny Deeb's back in the flesh. I appreciate your guys' patience, right? If you're listening today, we took a little hiatus, took like a month off here, a little mid-year, mid-season break. We've got to rest the vocal cords, come back with that energy for you guys. Um, come back with that energy, come back with some great ideas for content and for episodes. And I think we got a good one here. Um, today's episode, I have a special guest. His name is Kevin. He started a company called KC Capital. I am super excited because he is based in the UK. So if you know me, you know I was born in the UK, um, but I spend this time talking about personal finance, very centric towards the US. And that's because I live here and that's uh, a little closer to home, a little easier to study. I think I think that makes sense, right? We can, we can all appreciate that. But to be able to get someone from across the pond, get his thoughts on kind of the same stuff, just, just different perspective, in the UK, I love that. Um, that's that's what we're trying to do here, right? We're global. Young Johnny's global over here, all right? So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Kevin and I kind of talk about some of the differences between the US and the UK in personal finance um, in terms of like actually how to go about logistically investing and, and getting the, the path to financial freedom started. But then also like the mindset and uh, consumer sentiment, I guess you could argue, about the differences there too. A lot of the a lot of the complaints and things that we have going on here in the U.S. are also going on in the U.K., which is all the more reason to grab a hold of your finances and and control your journey and and be in control of your destiny, right? Because no one else is coming to save you. So. I appreciate you guys tuning in today. You know where to find me, at TalkCashPod, on all social media. Go give us a follow on TikTok. And Kevin is at KC Capital underscore LTD on all social media there. Really fun episode here. We're going to dig into it, and I hope you enjoy. If you're in the U.S., I hope you learn something about uh, living abroad because I know a lot of people right now are considering like where they would want to live, Europe or um, South America, a lot, lot of different options right now 
with the whole work from home phenomena, we are no longer necessarily tied stateside, depending on what you do. So a lot of people are trying to explore their options. Well, I'm going to give you some insight today. Kevin's going to give you some insight today on what you can expect if you were to look at the UK, for example. And most importantly for my UK followers, I know you're out there. Enjoy. Learn something very centric to you today. Let's get some feedback going. Share with a friend. Let's build that financial literacy abroad. And I want you in the UK saying, talk casual, don't speak too. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Another episode. Great interview here. Johnny and Kevin coming up.